0: hey what's up my friends welcome to another episode of the awaken life podcast you know me my name is victor and i'm here with my beautiful wife patty
1: hello <laughs>
0: today is gonna be i always love your uh i'm your trying greetings. to switch
1: it up because every time <laughs> i'm always say hey guys but that's like there's a lot of women that listen too so it's like mostly women i, I, I want to yes. I, I don't know like i don't but i don't want to be like hey ladies you know so i always just say hey guys but
0: so that's why I call my friends. That's easy. It's all yeah. encompassing.
1: Hello, friends. There I we love go. it. There we go.
0: Okay. So they're like, okay, get on. We've, <laughs> we've heard your 14 introductions. What are you going to talk about this week? Let's hear it. <laughs> well, this week is going to be a Q&A. This is what we always do. We ask our, our Instagram account, who has a question, people respond. And we're going to go through kind of randomly and just start Giving our, you know, what comes to our mind initially, our intuitive responses to some of these questions that we might feel, that we feel will be interesting and apply to a lot of people who are listening that will be relatable with most of you listening. Okay. So we'll start right here. This is from Michelle Bray. How to be patient when trying to manifest. (laughs) So I would say. If you
1: know, let us know. I'm just no, no I, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I have something to say about this, actually. No,
1: you can't. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, so I would say what pops in my head is a quote from Bashar. And I've shared it before, and I'll share it again because <laughs> it's so applicable, and I need to hear it oftentimes as well. Bashar says, and who, if you don't know who he is, he's a channeler. And you can just YouTube him. Some of you might dig him. Some of you might think it's wacky. Either way, this particular quote has been helpful to me. It says, Take action on your excitement, or in your words, try to manifest something, not to manifest something. Don't take action on your excitement to get somewhere for a particular outcome or result. Do it for the sake of doing it. It really is about the journey Mm -hmm. because whatever it is you're impatiently awaiting to manifest. I promise you when that thing comes, it will probably satisfy you for a very, very short span of time. And there's going to be something else that you have your sights on. Yeah. And the idea is to really remind yourself to enjoy the journey. Because when you're pursuing something that's of genuine interest to you, you are connected with your higher self. You're connected with your spirit and you are on your path and just that alone feels good. There's joy, there's expansion, there's growth, there's passion, there's excitement and all of that and you don't need the thing you're awaiting to manifest to have those states of beings um, in your daily life as as you wait.
1: Yeah. Another thing too is that sometimes what you think that you want is not what's for your greatest good. And so you'll be trying to manifest something that your the universe is like this is not for your highest good. So it's it is best to kind of like make you know the take action on your excitement without expectation. Right. You know, because you know, we went through a phase where I was playing the lottery to try to win the lottery, right? Yeah. And I kept getting synchronicities that I was right to keep keep playing the lottery, keep playing the lottery. But I had to keep playing the lottery to understand that that was not for my greatest good. Right. You know, winning the lottery was not for the greatest good for me or for my family. So I had to keep playing it to learn that. But at the same time, um, nope, not but at the same time. That's it. I just yeah. it was like I had to play that out, but um, yeah,
0: yeah. A lot, a lot of times that another spinoff of that. A lot of times the delay is actually giving you a better result. And going back to the lottery example, I was also playing the lottery, pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty uh, with a lot of focus and energy. We had vision boards. We really thought we could win the lottery. This is a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassed to admit that we weren't like ten years old only. Um, <laughs> we really th- we were going we were going for it. And then I realized, I sort of had the same conclusion. I said, you know what, maybe there are things that I would miss if we just had a windfall of cash fall into our lap. If we would have mm-hmm. won the lottery, we would have probably just become sort of stagnant spiritually. Yeah. And just, just, you know, it kind of have, I, It
1: would have forced us to not have to do all the work that we've been forced to do yes. to make, you know, things work out.
0: Right. I had like the... I had the the thought when I when I stopped playing the lottery, I said, maybe... I'll be happy there's more to it there I'll get more out of this if I pursue my dream which is to be on YouTube maybe like the the process of acquiring my own abundance through doing what I love and helping people in the way I do now will be more satisfying it'll actually reach people and help people and have more growth involved and more of a satisfaction and it turns out we I we have a chain we've achieved abundance in a different way and it's a and to to if if I the thought of Having you know missed out on this journey, I'm so thankful that I didn't just get what I thought I wanted in that moment because we would have missed out on just so much, right? So much growth, so much beauty, so many gems of excitement and joy and yeah. satisfaction. It's priceless. So sometimes the patience is there to because it's uh, better to wait. Yeah. So anyway,
1: <laughs> moving on
0: from high vibe tribe two two two. What kinds of things do you do to ground yourself when you're feeling overwhelmed? It's a good one. So, practically speaking, I know you have your little ritual. But what do you do when you're overwhelmed? You're pissed off. You're driving. What do you do?
1: Um. Okay. So, if I'm at home and I am feeling agitated and needing ground, being needing to be grounded, then I will um, usually take time to myself and do like my little ritual that I do with my raw and, um, quiet time for myself. Um, if I'm driving that I can't do. So, um, a lot of times I'll just put on something like we all have that song that puts us in a better mood and, um, what are you writing
0: for myself? Okay. Tell me about it
1: sorry um he started writing something as i'm talking i'm like what are you writing um okay so yeah if i'm driving like i'll put on the song a song that always shifts my mood so depending on the mood i'm in will depend on the song sometimes I'll, it'll be like a shaman song or like uh, any caro or something like that and sometimes it'll be like a edm song like a, an electronic like techno song um it just really depends um, also working out helps me ground myself. Um, and it shifts my energy. I used to, um, just go for walks and put on my Alan Watts chill step mix and I'd go do that. And that was very helpful to me. Um, cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll share some, You, you can just 10 more, but yeah,
1: no, oh. I mean, that's just, those are like the main ones that I'd yeah. say. Yeah.
0: I'd say one of the big things we both do that Patty didn't mention is we have we maintain our energy
1: Yeah, nicely. throughout the day. Where, so there's no need to like uh, every day. There's not like a need. I have to go around my energy right now.
0: Right, we don't get as flustered as we used to because we sort of built a nice foundation with a daily spiritual practice. At least I have a daily, daily practice. You do it in your own way. Yeah. You take time for yourself. You study yourself every day. Um, I have kind of a lengthy one now, but Mm -hmm. so that allows me to deal with challenges without being as frazzled, therefore creating the situation where I don't need to, to ground myself so intensely because I don't get as worked up as I would if I was not committed to a daily practice. But beyond that, it does happen. And what really helps me because, because I can easily change my state of being for the most part, like with what Patty suggests, like with exercise and yoga and meditation. Yeah.
1: Also being in nature too is a good one.
0: Yeah. Many ways. Um, but I, I have my own techniques that shifts my shifts my being but sometimes I'll do all that but I'll still be stuck on something something uh, you know an issue that I'm ruminating about and when I what really helps me when that is the case when all else fails is I will I will say okay the reason I'm still so festering about this is because this is something that needs to be addressed and it's not really ideal to ignore it or, or shift out of it so I'll dive into it at that point usually with the journaling yeah. I, I'll sometimes just go and be by myself and just get it all all on paper like what am I upset about where are these emotions coming from what about this situation is really creating this sort of dissonance in my system what specifically do I need to learn from this what do I need to let like go of what do I need to accept and I really just try to like I brainstorm about it almost like I'm trying to solve a math riddle or something and there and sometimes it allowed me to kind of see the lesson that was that was sort of uh, obscured from my my conscious awareness because I sort of acknowledge that there's a reason why I'm feeling so upset let's see what that reason is and when I kind of look into it then I can let it go
1: yeah I don't journal but I do also do that as well but I do, I just don't write it down but I do I did find that when I was doing my diet um, with Rose that I did journal and that I found it to be very helpful when I did journal because there is something to be said about just putting a pen to paper and just allowing your, um, emotions and, and issues to flow freely.
0: Cool. So I'll go on to now CJ Celesta. How does a person not take on someone's negative energy? It's exhausting. So this is kind of a complex one. I'm actually in the process of building a really big, um, digital course about it's going to be about like emotional mastery because this is a problem so many people have i had this exact problem Mm -hmm. for a lot of my life and it's too complex to go into because it does require a total shift in mindset and lifestyle um but it is possible that's sort of what i'll highlight is that i used to be so overwhelmed by people's energies that when i was younger i turned to heroin heroin is a very strong narcotic basically isn't it it's a narcotic right yeah yeah and it numbs you completely. It makes you impervious to not only others' emotions but your own emotions. And I was so out of sorts that that was what that 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 chemical resonated with me because it sort of freed me from the being subject to other people's energies as well as my own. Um, as I say that because to let you know how how messed up I was but now I'm at a point where this is not really an issue for me I don't need to be on guard about other people's energies it doesn't affect me that much mm-hmm. and I am for the most part a lot more impervious to that and it's not exhausting either it's not even a challenge to me because I've sort of shifted my belief from feeling vulnerable thinking other people can affect me to the realization that if someone does affect me it's, uh, it's actually an experience or a person I attracted and there's a reason for it and then I can usually see what that reason is and then let go of my resistance to the other person's vibe and it's sort of like a, a quick little process that doesn't really bog me down in the way you so I realized what I just said was probably not very helpful but I'll let you know that I'm on it I'm on the case with this anything yeah. you want to share about yeah.
1: this yeah um personally I will I will carry I mean These are things that I do as a way to um, clear out their energy once I've absorbed it or once I've been like subject to it. So I'll carry like sage spray in my purse. And um, if I feel like, whoa, somebody's really yucky energy is like inside my and I in my in my energy field, then I'll spray myself with that um i wear many different um crystal bracelets and stuff and one of them that is supposed to help you from protect you from other people's energy is shungite um and um since i've been wearing it i feel like it's been helping i don't know if it's like placebo or if it's the actual uh crystal itself but i don't care either ways whatever's working is working Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I,
0: okay. Thank you. Love. We'll move on to this one from Emmy Kleinberg, how to remove doubt when you see it, but can't get it unstuck. I would say the best and fastest, most efficient way to remove doubt is to stop letting it dictate your life. A lot of people, there are things in life they want to do, their, their passions to pursue, etc. And they feel doubt and they, they believe the doubt and they allow the doubt to sort of suppress their action forward in the direction they want to go. This is something that I dealt with recently with my YouTube videos. I felt a strong inspiration, a genuine desire to create more frequent YouTube videos and as the, I came to peace with this I, I ran into my own doubt and I had a lot of doubt and it was actually blocking me up making me almost even cut off from my own insights and everything it was very challenging but I was working with my friend Aaron and he said I just need to kind of push through it so I did I just started making the videos anyways in spite of of my doubt, essentially asserting to the universe that I refuse to be the doubtful version of myself. I'm gonna be the person, the version of Victor I want to be. And as I did, the doubt got big. It was intense and it eventually faded away. Now I've been shooting videos every single day without fail easily. I've been going forth in the same direction, doing the same thing that once tripped me up and riddled me with doubt. The doubt is gone because I just, again, asserted to the universe, I'm not that person. I don't buy into the doubt. So whatever you're feeling doubtful about, ignore the doubt and and be who you want to be today. And you will see that doubt eventually fade away, probably faster than you think.
1: Yeah. Um, I have a personal experience recently too that um, I had been getting signs to ask my teacher to sing during ceremony. And I was very doubtful of my capability of doing something like that. And, um, I was, I had a lot of fear asking, um, because I just didn't believe that I was ready. And, and, um, even though the medicine kept telling me to like, ask, ask your teacher, ask her, it's okay. And when I finally did ask, I, um, I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to do this now. And I heard, Victor say the only way to conquer your fear is by doing it. So basically what you said was just just go forward in the forward direction and, and just do it. Because when I made the decision to sing during ceremony and I had to get up and go ask my teacher during ceremony if I could sing, it took me a lot. It took every ounce of my being to literally get up And walk over to her. Even when I stood up and I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I didn't move. I was still like, I was like, okay, no. And then finally I was like one foot in front of the other. And that was my thought pattern. The one foot in front of the other, just go towards, go towards your teacher, go, go, go. And then finally I got to her and I sat down and I didn't even know what to say. I was like, I think I'm ready to sing now. I didn't even ask. I just said it because that was the first thing that came out of my mouth. And because I had so much fear and doubt of my capability of doing it, that it was literally um, freezing me in in every aspect of the way. So, yeah. Perfect. That's I, I yeah. say, go go just do it. And then what
0: happened? She She pushed through her doubt yeah, and she sang beautifully. And then I was actually at that house the next day. And there were multiple people that said how profound it was and how, like, how healing. There was one woman who had like this insane breakthrough and let yeah. go of this massive trauma that she carried her entire life because Patty pushed through her doubts. That's the effect. Whenever you feel called to do something, it's it's normal to, to feel like you got those lead legs. It's super, super hard. But if you can make yourself do it and put one foot in front of the other, then you're going to not only liberate yourself, but you're likely going to contribute something very profound to the whole in some way. Yeah. Um, so there's no way around it, you go through the doubt. Yeah. There's more of a softer comment. A <laughs> one from Timmy the Angel Kitty. Oh, I love it. <laughs> how did you know your wife was the one? Aw. Yeah. So for me, it was more of just it was a natural, it was it was it's it's very hard to almost talk about, but me and Patty always say how we feel like our life prior to meeting, was like a past life. Yeah. Like we talk about our past with our addiction and our just the, who we were before we met and who we are now. It's almost like two different lives. Yeah. And it just sort of started to become like that. When we started seeing each other all the time, it just felt so familiar and just so natural. Like I couldn't imagine her not in my life. It we was mm. just like, it's just such a natural part of my life. It was not like, we just, yeah, it was just... And our, our energy vibed so perfectly. It's almost like we're just one thing, yeah. one unit.
1: It was just, yeah, exactly. It was like, it was not so much like a.
0: We didn't need the proof. We didn't yeah, need the epiphany yeah. or something. The, there was no, the no, right. we there just was no knew. question about it.
1: Yeah, right. there was no question. Yeah. Um, when I saw Vic for the first time, it was like out of a movie. I'm, I've, I I've. think I mentioned this on one of the videos that I was on, but it was literally like a movie for me. Like he was in the, he was there and everyone that was around him sort of faded away and I only saw him. And for me, it needed to be that dramatic because I, ha- I was in a relationship and with someone else. And so, um it needed to be that intense for me. And at the, in that moment, I didn't know like, oh, that's my soulmate. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to be with him forever. It wasn't like that. It was like, oh wow. Okay. He's something special. And then it wasn't until we actually sat and talked for the first time. We were in your car talking in my driveway for like over two hours. And finally I was like, I got to go inside. My parents are going to be wondering where I'm at, you know? And, um, but we could have sat and talked all night. I felt. I feel like if yeah. we, if we would have just like let ourselves go and yeah. do it. Yeah, it's
0: funny that particular night. I remember uh, the song "November Rain" came on. That's like a. That's like my big synchronicity. Like whenever the song "November Rain," so that was kind of a little mile, a little thing that popped in my mind even back then. That was when I was like twenty years old or whatever, twenty one. I I didn't know anything about synchronicity, but I knew when that song came on organically. A lot of times it meant my life was about to change in a very big way. And Mm -hmm. so it was very profound that that song happened to come on. Mm -hmm. Especially
1: because at the time they never played that song on the radio. No, it's a
0: longer song. It's like they don't just play it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a little window into our our life. (laughs) We'll do this one more. For my boy Taylor, Casa, 715. What's up, brother? He says, I feel like my ego has been very strong lately. How do we better separate our true self from the ego? So I would say this happens sometimes as we're going through our process and there's actually value to temporarily being sort of – extremely influenced by your ego mm. the fact that you're aware that you're doing it is powerful mm-hmm. but it, you, you'll probably find that it will kind of come and go and now when this is happening it's not about running from the ego it's not right. about well what's the meditation to shift me from my ego it's, it's sort of like it's, it's a way that your consciousness is sort of z- zeroing in on the ego and that's why it feels like it's so in your face and so controlling so you can see it so you can see very clearly the nature of how your ego ticks and there's value in that, Taylor. Let yourself go through that experience. Trust there's value and don't beat yourself up because you're acting unspiritual right. or, or severed from your center temporarily. It's an experience you drew upon yourself to help you understand the nature of your ego. And then once you learn the lessons involved, which you don't have to be in a race to learn, you just will naturally, then you'll, then you'll be able to shift even further from that egoic perspective in the end. And then you know what, down the line, it's going to come back and you go through it all over again. Me Mm -hmm. and Patty do this all the time. It's fine.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, there's something to be said when you dive into your ego, because a lot of people think that it's bad or it's wrong. Um, but it's like, it's a very much a part of every one of us. We all have the ego and, um, it's good to just embrace that and like dive into it and see, because you can heal the aspects of your ego that are coming up that you don't like. And, um, those parts won't come back in a negative way, you know? So I say like, I agree with you, babe, yeah. dive into it and just, just, uh, learn the lessons.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times, even with that, I'm going to contradict myself. It's not even about learning any lessons. It's right. About,
1: sometimes it's just about going through it.
0: It's about a purge. Yeah. It's like a purge. It reminds me of like ayahuasca. Yeah. This is during an ayahuasca experience, you just things come up, emotions, feelings, uh-huh. visuals, visions, memories. And a lot of times they're confusing and extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And our teachers always say, you don't have to understand them with your mind or, or resist them. Good luck resisting them on, on right. during ceremony. It's about just allowing the purge. What's coming up for you, Taylor is going out yeah. and you're just sort of aware. So all this, this behavior or the nature of your ego that you're seeing, the, the the aspects of yourself that you don't like that are kind of controlling you at this moment. All of that is now leaving your system. Yeah. It's in the process of leaving. Just, you are just watching observe. it happen. Just, just observe yeah. and trust.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so we're gonna go that's it my friends we're gonna it's our second podcast we filmed in a row so (laughs) it's getting kind of late you want to go to the gym right yeah yeah so anyways my friends i hope you enjoyed this and got something out of it we'll be here next week have an amazing day thank you for listening thank you for your love and your comments and your reviews namaste
1: namaste